0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talkin' Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. A great weekend for Canisius basketball. The sweep over St. Peter's along with, I believe it was eight teams in action this weekend. A very busy Saturday in college hoops overall throughout the week. Uh, lots of news and nuggets there to talk about. So, my name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Borski. Let's do it. Their best weekend of the year. They get the sweep over St. Peter's on Friday and Saturday. Friday they beat them 70 to 58 in what was probably the best game they played all year. gorski I know you were at that game. I was. And on Saturday, they they hold them off 63 to 60. Um, close game tight at the end. So uh we'll start on Friday. Really, really great game for the Griffs, especially in the first half.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I think I, I said that in one of the tweets I was uh I was sending out while covering it. I, I that first half had to be their best half of the season by far. I mean, offensively, yeah. like I said, I, you know, the first few minutes, a little cold shooting. I think they started like one for seven from the floor or from the floor, excuse me. Um, But from that point on uh, just domination, I think they outscored them. I think they went down eight, three at the U 16 and outscored them 37 to 13, the rest of the first half. So, um, you know, St. Peter's is obviously a very talented team. Um, I think I want to say before entering the weekend, they were top three, maybe third uh, in terms of points per game in the MAC. And Canisius mm-hmm. holds them to, like you said, 58 and 60 in the double header. So, I mean, I was very, very, very impressed with the Griffs. I cannot say I expected that result.
0: No. And I mean, so the first game, probably their best game of the year. Like I said, they win by 12. And I mean, we can move on to the second game. This was they didn't play as well in the first half they were up by three at halftime but I want to say this was almost even more impressive win because they were able to hold them off so much And St. Peter's that we've seen so far this season they come out with a lot of energy a lot of aggressiveness in these second games and most of the time they do win second games Mm -hmm. and that didn't happen
1: right I I mean just Coming off those two absolutely thrashings against Monmouth, I mean, they lost, I want to say what, it was 20-something right. and I think was 30 in the
0: second game. They lost by 18 in the first game and then 28. 28, the okay.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, to come out and, you know, kind of turn that around so quickly on the defensive end was very impressive. Um, uh, You know, one one number that stuck out to me in that second game um, was they only shot 35% from the field and still managed to, you know, somehow squeak out a win, you know. To to be able to do that is, you know, all the credit in the world to that Griff's team for managing to, you know, even when you're having a ball, a bad night on the offensive end, to be able to, you know, hang tough, you know, lock down defensively, and, you know, Amadou Fafana with the clutch free throws. I think it was, what, seven yeah. for eight down
0: the stretch, I want to say? Yeah, he, he shot nine of ten for the game, mm-hmm. so –
1: yeah so I mean you, you know that's that's probably by far his best game of the year I mean 17 points uh the Juco transfer from Erie Community College shout out to uh shout out to the ECC. cats ECC um but yeah
0: all in all very 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 strong weekend for the Griffs. Mm-hmm. and we'll jump back to Friday it, it was the three-point shooting has probably the best it was all year and I think a big thing was, is that the Griff's have discipline in not taking, you know, because we see it so many times the Griff's are shooting six of 30 from three or something like that, like something, mm-hmm. you know, something crazy like that. They didn't do that yeah. in this game. Right. They didn't um,
1: settle. Absolutely. No. And you know, that, that is a good point. Cause a lot of times even, you know, last year and even in the Maris games this year um you know, and, and I guess in the Mammoth games as well, Uh, you know, you would see guys just kind of get the ball at the top of the key, you know, maybe you can make that one more pass or potentially, you know, kind of reset things, you know, early in the shot clock, but you know, they would, they just settle and just pop three and, you know, a vast majority of the time it wouldn't go down. So it was definitely promising. Um, that, that was another thing that kind of stuck out to me Friday was, um, there was a lot more emphasis on, on driving the ball, getting the ball inside. you know, one, one play that stuck out to Miyako Fritz had the double, double Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, a lot of times instead, you know, majesty Brandon, whoever it was running the point, um, you know, they would look for the guys down low, you know, they instead mm-hmm. of just trying to you know, dribble around, try to find that open three, you know, you know, you know, find the one-on-one they would, th- there was an emphasis on trying to get that ball down low, it appeared. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think that was a good observation on your part. I think that they definitely were, um, you know, not, not to say they were less willing to shoot the three, but right. You know, there was, there was less of an emphasis on, you know, uh, wanting to, or not, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> less of an yeah. emphasis on like,
0: <laughs> you know, looking for Taking shots to the outside, shots. right. Taking, Taking smart, smart shots. shots. Thank you. That, that's what they were um, trying to do. Take, take You smart. know, one, I think it was, I think it was in the game on Saturday, but Jaco Fritz, they took, I think it was three threes in a row. Um, in the same possession. And Yako Fritz was just coming up with rebounds. And eventually they did make a three. I, I can't remember off the top of my head who made it. But, I mean, yako Fritz is, you know, been possibly – the, or I, I'd say he is the best rebounder on this team right now. He, like, like you said, he had 14 and 10 in the first, then he had seven uh, in the second game. So um, he has taken a big, big step up since his freshman year, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he was the kind of guy last year that – I don't think a lot of people expected him to have the role that he did. And he just really came into his own and he's just continuing to do that this year. So, um, you know, Reggie Witherspoon, when I was talking to him post game on Friday, you know, one, one thing that was brought up was the depth and, you know, how, you know, different guys on this team have the ability to step up when needed. And, you know, and he was basically saying that, that, you know, you you need that to succeed, you know, you need guys, you know, like, like a Yako Fritz, like, uh, you know, Malik Green, um who went down Saturday, you know, we're still waiting to hear right, right. what the severity of that injury is. But um, you know, uh, Malik Green, Yako Fritz, Jelani White, um, you know, guys like that. Scott T- Scott Hitchin's another. Scott Hitchin, Armand Harid. Right. You know, the list could go on and on. But, you know, to have guys like that that, you know, any day of the week or any day of the you know, any any game, they could come in and give you a solid performance, maybe give you a double double, maybe give you a 10, 15 points out of nowhere. You know, it's nice to have guys like that for
0: sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is nine guy, eight nine guys that can score, and some, and I'd say seven of them have maybe even eight of them have you know double digit scoring potential. Any given yeah, night. very true. I'd say eight of them. I'd say Fofana, I'd say Henderson, White, Harid, Fritz, Breen, Hitchin, Brandon. That's my eight. Right. Yeah, no, and, it's true. You know, you could you could have cmu10 doll you know, develop a little bit more throughout a season. I don't think he can be a guy that can give you double-digit points. He did have 10 in the second game against Monmouth. But I think, I, I think he could be a guy that they potentially, I, I don't want to say build around, but, you know, have him be a really solid role guy, maybe even be a starter down the line. Because I've seen flashes out of him that I really like. Mm-hmm. and right now he's a bit inconsistent i mean he's a freshman so i think that's okay for now he's played six games with them so but i think maybe moving forward maybe give it four or five more games and i think you'll see him have a bigger role as well
1: mm-hmm. no for sure I, I definitely agree with you and then um on the other side I just wanted i did want to mention this um casey and defo you know, stunner. He was Saint Peter's best player. Um, you know, both nights. I think he, he, he's, he's, he's a pretty complete player. You know what I mean? he yes, th- There is, isn't absolutely. there isn't a lot that he does wrong. You know, I thought I thought the Griff's did a much better job on him in the second game. Um, he still mm-hmm. he still wound up with seventeen, but I thought in the first half he he wasn't quite as effective as he was Friday night, but um mm-hmm. either way
0: you know he's 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 a special player for sure very very talented yeah, and, and saint peter's they don't like you know we talked about last year saint peter's has 13 guys that can play and you know they'll all give you seven points mm-hmm. they don't have that this year right and so they need someone to step up and kind of be that guy who can give you 15 and in really become that guy i think i think doug eater could become that guy as well Daryl Banks has double digit scoring ability. Um, So that's three guys right there for them. And, you know, St. Peter's got swept. Um, They're down to three and three. Now Canisius is also three and three. Um, But I think that's, I I think this is the rare sweep you're going to see. And I don't think, I I don't think St. Peter's gets swept the rest of the year now Mm -hmm. after this. Yeah.
1: Wouldn't surprise me, man. They're, they're, They're a good team. Absolutely.
0: And I think, and we see this all the time when Canisius in, because, you know, St. Peter's on paper is the better team, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every time St. Peter's and Canisius play each other, they match up well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, if I a agree. styles thing, a style of play thing, maybe a combination of both as, you know, players can kind of equal up with each other. But these two teams always produce really good matchups. Mm-hmm. They did last year, too.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree totally. Um and I, I think you know you could you could run this series back next week and St. Peter's could sweep, you know, right, you know, do the, do the exact same thing Genesis did, you know.
0: So right.
1: Yeah, I think that's just, you know, credit to your point there. I, I definitely am in agreement.
0: So the rest of the Mac, Ryder and Fairfield split Friday, Saturday. Uh Fairfield gets the seventy to sixty two win on friday and right right fairfield, did. Ryder rider did right rider did i'm sorry rider won 70 to 62 and then on saturday fairfield the kind of almost a blowout win. they beat st they beat rider by 16 it was 72 56 in favor of the stats mm-hmm. as they pick up it was i believe their second win of the year in uh yeah in mac play they had a win over yeah they had a win over iona
1: right i think they're yeah they're both two and four now Mm-hmm. um so and, yeah i thought um you know we kind of talked we have talked about fairfield before um mm-hmm. you know we, we we know that they're probably one of the you know bottom bottom dwellers in the mac this year they just don't really have the talent to mm-hmm. compete but i mean that that's a good win you know that you know yeah. the, a riders another team that has been you know a little inconsistent might you know also end up towards the bottom half of the conference so um I think that those are the kind of teams where, or those are the kind of games where they're going to have to try and find some success, find some wins, uh, you know, got out some wins.
0: So, you know, credit to Fairfield for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, other MAC action, Niagara, or it was Niagara and Marist. Marist gets a 63 to 61 win on Friday. Good win for them. They're now 4 and 2 mm-hmm. in league play. And then Niagara beats them 86 72.
1: Yeah, I was uh, just gonna yeah. yeah, I was just gonna bring that up that they are by far the surprise team in the Oh, absolutely. This year. I mean that, you know, it's still very early, of course, but you know, to see them playing as well as they are, you know, for a team that a lot of people figured would be for sure towards the bottom. And not to mention they're doing all this without Michael Cubic. Michael Cubbich has right. not even is not even back yet. So
0: I mean no, he's not. It's very very hard. Ricardo Wright has become the guy for them.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's been playing
0: very, he's, very well recently. He's kind of come out of nowhere, honestly, and he's he's averaging almost thirteen a game right now. I believe he's. I believe that'll make him uh, a leading scorer. It does. Um, yeah, this guy has been really, really impressive. And you know, you saw Marist play um, a few weeks ago, and. You know, Ricardo Wright struggled in that game mm-hmm. that you saw. And yeah. in the Canisius series as a whole, he shot two for 11 in that series. Only had 13 combined points, eight of them coming from the free throw line. Um, But then since then, he's had 12, 18, 16, and 19 Yeah, in four games. Two against Manhattan, two against Niagara. Mm-hmm. So he's come out and played really well as a freshman.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny because – the two guys that were really doing it for Marist against Canisius was, you know, it was Covage and Sullivan, you know, that it was like that duo was the two guys that stood out to me the most that first game of the year. And recently, I mean, Raheem Sullivan only had what four points in their loss on Saturday Mm -hmm. and had 12 12 in the win. win. Um, and obviously we we already mentioned, right. But I mean, a guy like, uh, jordan jones the big man i mean he's playing well nine and nine in the win. eight of on nine Friday. he shot eight of nine yeah exactly in the loss yeah it can't get much better than that no no doubt you know and for them to you know for guys to step up like that i mean jordan jones like i said uh uh javon Cooley, another one uh you know he had what was it uh 15 in the in the loss on saturday you know so for the guys, for guys to be stepping up in the absence of coverage and when, you know, when Sullivan might have an off night, um, you know, that that that's important if they're going to continue right. this little run that they've had here. And, I mean, you know, like especially got, if Ricardo Wright can keep playing well.
0: Right. And I mean, like we just talked about with Canisius, it's, you know, the depth. This team has a lot of depth mm-hmm. and they have guys who can step up when, you know, another guy isn't playing too well. So, I mean, this, that's a big credit to John Dunn. He gets... I mean, we saw in in his years at St. Peter's, and now we're seeing it at Marist. He gets something out of nothing, yeah, or he gets true. some stuff out of not a lot. You know, I I probably should say it's probably the nicer way to say it. But, um, you know, like like you said, this Marist team is one that we expected to be towards the bottom of the league, and right now they are third in the league. Yeah. so <laughs> pretty crazy i mean one of the teams in front of them has only played one game but right. um yeah they're up to four and two now iona did not play this weekend they're on a covid pause mm-hmm. um but it, the team in front of them who I, I i guess you could call it they're in first place sienna I'm
1: about to say uh, speak to are, the devil <laughs> they
0: are one and oh <laughs> sienna finally played a game good on them yes yes they're um, off the uh do you, do you,
1: uh, do you, uh, do you browse the, the college basketball Reddit? Oh, oh occasionally, occasionally. Have you seen, they have that, uh, I, I mean, I don't know who does it, but, um, they have the, the maps where it's like the closest undefeated team. To oh each yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. That, that goes around on Twitter. Or something. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it, it was very funny because, uh, every time that they would post that each day, um, you know, Siena, was like the last team that was on both the map for the closest winless team to each county and the closest undefeated team to each county. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. So finally they're off the uh the the closest uh winless team to each county they're finally off that map but yes anywho back to what you're saying yeah 7877 win over monmouth uh to open up the season for the Saints
0: yeah uh 20 points for Jalen Pickett uh shot eight of sixteen you know what what we've seen out of him now for this is now third year um you know nothing out of the ordinary there nick, nick hopkins had 14 points in his Siena debut kyle young came out of nowhere um uh, 15 points and 10 rebounds for him uh manny camper really struggled really struggled yeah. no you ain't you ain't kidding <laughs> he, he had 12 points but he shot 3 of 16 right i mean that's
1: it's pretty impressive that they can still, you know, gut out a win like that against a pretty talented monmouth team. Um when right. your second best player, well yeah, I, I would say your second best player is shooting three of sixteen, you know. That's right. That's that's pretty noteworthy. I and mean, like
0: you said, strange bizarre ending in, to that game. I don't know if you saw it, but bizarre ending. I did not. I was so, I was stocking milk. <laughs> <laughs> so Sienna was up four in the closing seconds. They had just shot uh some free throw. It was two shots. It was Manny Camper that missed him. He made the first, missed the second. Um four-point game. Or he made missed the first, made the second. And so Monmouth comes up the floor. They're down four. George Pappas hits a three from you, you know, like the um, like the Harlem Globetrotters, they had that circle and it was like the four-point thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit it
0: basically from there. <laughs> um, so so he nails that three. So it's 78-77. There's like a second on the clock. Everybody stops. And, we're, and I'm thinking like, what's going on here? The refs were expecting Monmouth to call, or, or somebody to call a timeout. And that didn't happen. So Sienna inbounds the ball and just runs out the rest of that one second it was it was strange like everybody stopped they were expecting a timeout it didn't happen huh it was strange well that is that is unusual anyway (laughs) sienna ends up getting their first win 78 77 Uh, they'll finish up that series tomorrow at five o'clock and monmouth is now three and two in Mm -hmm. league play uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I also have to say
1: for Sienna to be coming off that long of a break, right? That, like, I mean, they literally, teams have been playing for pretty much two months now and they still had not played a game. Like like you said, this is their first game of the season for them to come out and put on an impressive showing like that. I mean, obviously Mandy camper might've been a little, uh, little rusty, but other than that, I, you know, just looking at the box score here, it appears,
0: you know, all in all, they look pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I watched most of it. Um, They did. They looked impressive. They did. Um, So, you know, good on them for going out there and, you know, playing well, especially after the long COVID pause. Um, And now that makes Quinnipiac as the lone Mac team that has not played a game or played a conference game yet. I should say they have played four games. Um, None of them were conference games and they have not played, since december 6th so yeah, as long as <laughs> as long as they don't have another pause it'll they'll be playing on friday against manhattan that will be their first game in over a month wow that's so crazy hopefully uh they can get those in and we can in quinnipiac can start uh playing some games we can start talking about them a little more so Yeah, no kidding anyway moving on to national um the first thing, the first thing we can get into, I know this is a football line, but is Texas back? Oh man,
1: that was that was well well executed, very right. well executed. Also with the, with the with the Texas
0: football news going on, I I'm oh, assuming I'll yeah. i right, assume a right lot of
1: Longhorn. Right yeah. after
0: Tom Herman gets, <laughs> gets like he uh, like they announced that firing like ten minutes before the game started. That, <laughs> that's a funny news dump. Bye yeah, now. that was pretty good. Texas. <laughs> that was pretty Ten good. Ten minutes before your biggest game of the year in basketball. Oh yeah, we fired our football coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, but yeah, anywho, dominant, 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 dominant showing from the Longhorns beating mm-hmm. the, the third-ranked team in the country in Kansas, eighty-four to fifty-nine. I mean, it's kind of funny that I—I I know we, you know, we talked we to talk about this at the end with the predictions, but we said Kansas was going to lose one of those three games. We, we were did. right. We were right. We didn't know what didn't game it was so. going to be, but right. we were right. All right. I just want to <laughs> clarify that. We were right. We yes. did not get that wrong. You know, we our predictions, I don't know what our record is on predictions this year, but we got that one right. We Anywho, did. Uh Yeah. Great game for Texas. I mean, this should, by all means, propel them into the top five, I would have to think. Oh, I would think um, so, too. You know, uh, Courtney Ramey, uh, Ramey, uh, played a fantastic game, uh, 18 points, four rebounds, two assists, double-double from – Matt uh, Coleman played well. Yeah, Matt Kai Coleman. Jones played well. Jericho Sims, double-double. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, this is, this is a very shot, good team. Kansas shot three of 23 from behind the three-point line. Not great. Not great. <laughs> and meanwhile, Texas shot 12 of 26. That's 46%.
1: Yeah. I mean that's you you even if this wasn't a blowout, like that's that's easily you know the difference right there if you know if this there's oh, a closer yeah. game. But I mean yeah, I mean that's just that's a very, very, very impressive showing for Texas. I mean it is their only loss this year is to Villanova and you know Villanova's you know And that's absolutely pretty good a team. loss I'm okay with. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean Villanova's a good team, you know, so um, it's too I mean, bad that, that Baylor game got
0: postponed, man. That would have been a, that would have been a great game. Yes, it was. You know? Yeah. I mean, Villanova right now, they're only lost Villanova. Is a, I'd, I'd call them a the top three team in the country right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will probably I'll have to put together my top 25 later. Like I do every Sunday night, follow me on Twitter for that. I'm probably going to have Villanova third. Yeah. I would think. Probably. Um, I mean, and that wasn't
1: even like that was a bad loss. That was a four-point loss. You know, like they were in that game. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's – this is a very, very, very good team. And, I mean, if they can keep this up, if they can manage to keep this up and say they steal one against Baylor, assuming their second one does get rescheduled. I don't think it has Mm -hmm. been yet, but I'm assuming it will be. Um, If they can split with Baylor, I see no reason why this team won't be in the – you know, two seed, maybe even
0: one That'll seed conversation. Seed? I, I, I'd go with two. I was yeah. thinking about this yesterday. And I'd say right now, well, now, because I, I had Kansas as a one seed. So my one seed's right now, Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova. And if you had to ask me today, I'd go Texas. Yeah. I'd go Texas. Yeah. You, I, I can respect Tennessee. I can respect Wisconsin. But I think right now it's Texas.
1: hmm Yeah, I, oh. I I would have to agree with you to be honest with you. I mean, cause let's see. I mean, Tennessee. Did Tennessee lose? Yeah, Tennessee did lose to Alabama Tennessee, yesterday. Tennessee
0: lost to Tennessee lost to Maryland on Monday. Wisconsin didn't play yesterday. They want they beat Minnesota on Thursday. They went one and one this week. Okay. Lost to Maryland. Beat Minnesota. And we'll get into um, two top 10 upsets yesterday from unranked teams. Oklahoma beats West Virginia. Surprising one there. um, 75-71 was the final score there. Umoja Gibson, 29 points. (laughs) 8 of 11 from (laughs) 3.
1: Yeah, man. That was – that's a great win for Oklahoma because let me tell you – this is an Oklahoma team that as the season progresses, they may find themselves on the bubble, you know, right. heading, heading into March. This is the kind of win that could potentially tip you one way or the other in right. terms of the bubble. And obviously in this case, it's more in the positive direction. So, right, you know, to, to, to get a win like this early, especially with the stretch that they have upcoming. I mean, Texas Tech, they <laughs> lost by two. West Virginia, they beat. They're at Baylor next, and then they're at Kansas after that. I mean, right. that's murderer's row in the Big 12.
0: They, but the thing is, the Big 12 just throughout the season, because they still have another game against Texas. They still play West Virginia again. Um, this is, you know, the good thing about, you know, being a bubble team in, a, I, I guess, a power conference like this, where you have a lot of ranked teams, is you have a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. to get those upset wins and like you said tip the scales in your direction right so i think oklahoma especially at this point if they can get one one or two more wins like this you know mm-hmm. in I all mean, these if they opportunities can, they, if they have, can like
1: sweep west virginia i mean if they sweep west virginia i think they're in a really good spot if they if, can if steal they can one sweep west
0: virginia and split with texas tech they already lost to texas tech once, right so they can beat them
1: Right, and I mean, if dude, if they can steal one from Kansas, Baylor, or right. Texas, I mean, they're in a great
0: position, great, great, great position for sure. So yeah, Because the problem is they didn't, they didn't schedule too hard during mm-hmm. uh, during non-conference play. I mean that they they TCU they beat TCU, but that's a Big Twelve team. The only power team they played with Xavier and they lost by 22 yeah. in that game. Yeah. So I mean that, that that's kind of the problem with Oklahoma is that they didn't schedule hard. I mean they, Right, that's true. I mean it's Oral, USA, Ro- Oral Roberts, A&M, Oral Roberts, Houston Baptist. Yeah. What do they do? They won
1: all. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> pretty much. That, that's yeah. pretty accurate. So Yeah, I mean like you said, the emphasis is going to be on their Big 12 play right. performance. So um, I would say overall, you know, tight loss to Texas Tech, but this win against West Virginia is big for sure. In, right. In Absolutely. I mean, they hopes. only
0: they only lost to Texas Tech by two. Right. So, Absolutely. I mean, this is this is probably a, a better team than what they show, honestly. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brady. I've always liked Brady Mannix's game. I've always been yes. a fan of Brady Manic. He's been around there for a while now.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's a good player. I, I'd call Oklahoma a good team. So yeah, I would say so. Um, I think they have a good shot. I think they have a good shot. Mm-hmm. And then the other top 10 upset of the day, Alabama goes on the road and beats Tennessee.
1: Nate Oats Down
0: in Knoxville. Nate Oats. <laughs>
1: oh, man.
0: That's yeah, a, man. That's that's a that's, very impressive that's win. It's a big win for them. That's a really big win for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Alabama now has wins over UNLV and Providence as well as Tennessee. So. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's, that's another team that similar to Oklahoma may end up on the bubble, you know, right. when, when, when the, uh, when the committee is making their selections in March. So, um, you know, they, they had, they had some good games in the non-conference, as you mentioned, the Providence UV at UNLV uh, lost to Stanford by a bunch, uh, narrowly lost to Western Kentucky, but that's not that bad of a loss. Western no, Kentucky's Western, a pretty good Western team. Western
0: Kentucky is one of the Western Kentucky is going to win the conference USA. They're they're yeah. going to be in the tournament. A hundred percent. If they had beaten Clem, if they had beaten Clemson, Clemson's Alabama versus Clemson. Hey, not talking football. <laughs> um, that's not the final. I'm disappointed. Right, right, but you know, I I like Justin Fields. I want him to be a <laughs> New York Jet.
1: Yeah, of course that dude was that was a performance for the ages. He was
0: aw- He was so great. Um, <laughs> I, I I was. I forget whether I forget who I texted this, um, but I said Jacksonville can have him. Jacksonville can have Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's a that's a football segment. Yeah, of there we podcast. go. There we but go. if they had beaten Clemson, Clemson's kind of like a fringe top twenty-five team. Uh, they have been all year. If they had won that game, that that'd be a good win for them. But that's not necessarily a bad loss. So
1: no.
0: Um, Stanford's a good team.
1: Mm-hmm. Um.
0: I I did watch them late night against Oregon last night. That game was not as, that game was closer than what the score indicated. Um, Oscar De Silva is a really fun player to watch for Stanford. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Alabama. Yeah. I I think they could be in the same boat as Oklahoma. The problem is big 12 is better than the sec.
1: Right. That's a very good point. they,
0: They only have, as we're looking at it right now, they only have one more ranked game this season. Wow. And that's against Missouri on yeah. February 6th. And Missouri lost a game recently. They lost they lost Tennessee, uh-huh. which is forgivable. But um not a lot of opportunities for them. So and but, I feel like the committee, the committee, because the committee doesn't like mid-majors. I, I think the committee might look at that Western Kentucky loss and say, oh, it's a conference USA team and they lost to them. And yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which is dumb because... Which is stupid. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. That Western is Kentucky dumb. is a great team.
1: I mean, Bassy is a
0: Top 50 player in the country.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I am in agreement. Yeah, they're 88th in Ken. Well, that's actually surprising. I thought they'd be higher up in Campbell. They're only 88th, but...
0: Um, I figured they'd be in like the 60s. Yeah, that's okay, what I was expecting. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I, uh, and out,
1: by the way, out of, out of curiosity, I was just looking at Joe Lennardi, what, what he had, um, this is from earlier in the week from the 29th mm-hmm. of December, but um, he had Oklahoma as the second team in his first four out. So I would okay. have to think that that will be changing next week. Right. Um, He had, well, just, I guess I'll just read it down. Uh, last four and he had on the 29th was Richmond, UConn, USC, and SMU. And his first four out was BYU, Oklahoma, Maryland, and Seton Hall. Which Maryland also may get a bump as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we were going to talk. I'm sure we we're gonna, we we're going to talk about that later on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, though, though, though that's a big win for Oklahoma and a big win mm-hmm. for Alabama for sure in terms yep. of their bracket. Hopes. But yeah,
0: where where does he have Alabama? Does he have them in? I didn't. Oh, whoops. Hold on. I just got out of it. <laughs> let me go back in.
1: Um, I he didn't have them in the the first four in uh, and then the first four by. Yeah, so so that, I, I would that... have to assume they're probably in. Um, hold on. Let me control F Alabama because actually he does not have them okay he so he does not have them in the first four in or the first four out or the next four out as a matter of so fact
0: so Alabama's probably got some work to do
1: yeah i would i would,
0: I would guess so i mean as i mean i'm right sure
1: not, that to... that win i would have to imagine um will put them in a much better spot i would not be surprised if they're you know w- within the first four out next four out fast four in like right. that that range uh, next time he does his uh he does his stuff, but um, yeah, wow. They, I guess, I guess, according to him, they do have a lot more work than what I expected because they're 37th in Kempom, I thought it was, yeah, 37. So,
0: hmm. I mean, that just the SEC doesn't have as much talent as it usually does. I'm going through it right now. I see Florida, Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, and that's it. LSU, LSU, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's five. I mean, usually the SEC is a league that sends eight. Yeah, that's Um, true. Right now, I mean, obviously you have Kentucky in there um, every year except this one. Hey, you know what they did, though? What a a segue. They they won a game. They did. Good for them. (laughs)
1: Kentucky, yeah, sound, wins sound a- <laughs> Kentucky wins. the
0: alarms. Kentucky wins a game. <laughs> it took oh, them man. double overtime and John Calipari getting ejected, but they beat Mississippi State 78 <laughs> 73. Oh, uh, Deontay Allen finally plays and he comes in and he scores 23 points. Hey. So I'm sure John Calipari is hearing about that one. Probably. Just not playing the De- uh, Yeah. The other thing I mean, he played six minutes against Morehead. He's only played in four games for Kentucky. Six minutes against Morehead State. He's got four points, eight minutes against Kansas, three points, and then played at the end of the Georgia Tech and UNC games in like the final few minutes. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in in this game and plays 32 minutes, scores 23 points, shoots eight of 14, seven of 11 from three. So. Oh, interesting man. interesting little anecdote there
1: uh, <laughs> i can i can see the headlines now is john calipari finished at kentucky <laughs> <laughs> oh god who do they play oh they got vanderbilt next should, yeah, but, yeah, you, you should by all means beat vanderbilt but i mean right. what 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 do we know who knows? um at florida alabama at auburn that's not that's i mean well like you said the sec is down this year so Right. It's tough to say, you know, whether or not.
0: I think it's almost similar to how the ACC was last year. Yeah, yeah, I think that's accurate. So, I mean, the the ACC is much better this year. I think this is just a weird down year for the SEC. I don't think at this point Kentucky has any shot at making the tournament. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I would be stunned. <laughs> unless, they, unless they win the conference tournament, which, you know, there, there's a non-zero chance of that, I guess. So, but otherwise, no. I there's a there is that. a non-zero chance they win the conference they, they win the auto bid <laughs> um so and another thing like these leagues like you know the big 10 the big 12 I'm, I'm thinking no specifically um the Ivy League isn't sending a team this year obviously so there's another at large spot and that spot could go to a big 10 team right you know sure. I, 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 I see I think, going into the conference tournament, I think we're going to have 10 to 11 teams solidly in. Yeah. Lenardi um, has 11 right now or last week. I'd, I'd say 11. 10 to 11 solidly in. And like, depending on if that number is 10 or 11, one or two more that can play their way in. Right. In the conference tournament. So yeah, yeah there, there is one extra at large uh, bid this year than there usually is. Um, So I think that's interesting uh, yeah, to think something about. To, something to monitor for sure. Um, Big Ten, we can we can talk about them again. Um, Iowa, great win over Rutgers yesterday. They had a great down week. Down in Piscataway. Great week for Iowa. Great week. Yeah, great week for Iowa. They beat Northwestern at home. Then they go, they go on the road and beat Rutgers. And, you know, I don't want to hear about the, oh, no fans thing at Rutgers. Winning at Rutgers, no matter who you are, is tough. That is one mm. of the toughest places to play in the country right now. Yeah, it's true.
1: That is true. I mean, not only for the fact, you know, like you said, that the atmosphere, but Rutgers is just a really good team. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're thing, Ruck, just a Ruckers, very talented team.
0: Rutgers rarely loses at home.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, that that's, that's something that goes back a while. You know, like, it's just, Rutgers is just very, for whatever reason, you know, they're very, 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 very solid at home. And with them having the talent that they do this year, I think that just amplifies, you know, just how good they are at home. So mm-hmm. for Iowa to go in and, you
0: know, pull that out, it was a tight game, but for them to pull like, that out. I, yeah. I mean, that it was, I, I watched most of it. It was, it was kind of one of those games where, I don't know if you saw it, or not, it was one of those games where like, wherever, whoever has the ball last is going to win.
1: Yeah. Right. It
0: was absolutely one of those yeah, games. And I caught, I caught a bit of it. I didn't, I did I any, think, but... I think it was, Geo Baker, who took the last shot be because, you know, they did – or it was Jacob Young that uh, missed the three. So, Wise Camp missed a free throw with three seconds left. They call a timeout. They inbound it. They run a, you know, good play concept um, with – I forget who – or it was Young that they inbound. Like, they passed it almost to half court. And then – they did the pass back to young and young had a good look from three. Um, It just didn't go. Right. Uh, But you know, that was a good play concept. I thought mm-hmm. one that could have won Rutgers the game at the buzzer. Right. The last, the, the shot didn't go. Right. And And uh, it was a 77, 75 win. Uh-huh. So win and you, Iowa. Yeah.
1: And I mean, losing, either way, like, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I
0: was going to say losing that game, your Rutgers,
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I was gonna make. Like, right. If your records, you can't. You you shouldn't be upset about that. I mean, like you said, they have a good look at the end. You know, some maybe someday that goes in. Other days it doesn't go in. You know. So, right. for them, for you know, I you have to be happy with that showing. You know, you obviously you'll, you'll have the chance to see these guys again later in the year. So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, they'll be okay. Is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. They'll, right, they'll be right. fine. I
0: was gonna. Say, they'll be fine. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing with the Big Ten is there's not an easy game. No, there isn't. like you can't, like you can't, you know, look at your schedule. And I would say outside of Nebraska, because Nebraska is bad. Um, <laughs> that that's about the only team, maybe Penn state too, but that's about the only, those are about the only two teams. You, you can circle that game and say, yes, we are going to win that. Yeah. Game. That's it. <laughs> I'd say,
1: I was just. Nebraska uh, and Penn State. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I was just, I, I checked my phone and shout out to Jay Ashdown. He's uh, very upset about the Chicago Bears right now. And yes, yes, he is. (laughs) All right, well, we we can't repeat what he said on on the podcast. but just know he is very
0: upset. It was uh, it it's not safe for work. What he said. (laughs) (laughs) We we won't repeat it.
1: Yeah, no. (laughs) Anyways, yes, Big Ten, very very good. Right. Very, very good. I feel like we've said that about a million times now, but very, very good. Speaking of teams that are very, very good, um, Gonzaga also very, very good. Um, yes, I, I we we thought San Francisco might give them a decent game, didn't really happen. They did not,
0: they did not. 85 <laughs> 62 final score in that game, yeah. So that's I the mean, thing because San Francisco team, you know, I love my San Francisco, yes, I fans. do, that, yes, I do, but those team those San Francisco teams come into games prepared as hell every game and they like obviously they were prepared for Gonzaga but Gonzaga is just so good that they just blew him out by
1: 23. yeah yeah oh. bro the lowest number of points that they have scored in the game this year was that 85 that 85. is ridiculous re- <laughs> that ridiculous. That is ridiculous. ridiculous. It is. Absolutely. Oh my God. I literally, I was curious. I was like, dang, man, you know, 85, that, that seems low for them. Sure enough. Lowest points, lowest points score they've had all year in a game. Just they, they average, how they average they
0: 95 points a game. Yeah. That's and, uh, not bad. Definitely not that, bad. That's, uh, that's second in the country. And I'm wondering if, um, the team I'm thinking of is first. No, okay. I, I was thinking Samford, Buckyball. <laughs> um, team. I got. I got to look it up. Yeah, I'm say. Oh, i was curious. they is? 2nd second. They're second.
1: It might just be a team that's played like one
0: game. That Holgate. Up... Holgate is first. How many? How much are they putting up in a the game? country how many right are they now? Up game. Um, that's a good question they have played they have played two games
1: oh okay well that makes more sense
0: well now now they would be first because their second game was today and they scored 73 they scored 101 in their season opener against army yesterday then they scored 73 today and they lost that game so yeah gonzaga that just this just my what i'm looking at here just hasn't been updated so gonzaga has taken breaking news the least Gonzaga now leads the country in scoring (laughs) which is not shocking I was I was kind of thinking like well I saw that I'm like they were I was like because they were first they were first they were first like they're second now
1: yeah right. that was (laughs) I know I I saw that I was like that does not
0: I was like putting up more than 95 a game oh well well my Um, thought was Samford passed them because they put up a million points a game so they they scored 133 in one game um Against Bellhaven College. Ah, uh, yes, big fan of Bellhaven. B-
1: big, really, Belhaven. really high on them this year. <laughs> One
0: hundred and thirty-three to eighty-four uh, was the man. final score out of that game back on December 24th
1: i I'm gonna, I'm honestly just gonna look this up. This is the geography part of the podcast. I'm gonna say that Bellhaven College is in.
0: I'm saying South Carolina. It's I was South actually, Carolina. you know, what's funny?
1: I was thinking North Carolina. I'm gonna say North Carolina.
0: Bellhaven College. Bellhaven. Who's gonna have? It's in Mississippi. Oh, okay. Jackson, Mississippi, wrong. Bellhaven University. Well, there you go. University, not college. Sorry. All right, well, sorry to the four thousand people who go to Bell <laughs> Bellhaven. Oh man, it's a uh, right. it's a D three school.
1: There you go. All right, and that, that this concludes the geography segment of the yes. podcast. Oh man. <laughs> but anyways, yes, uh, Gonzaga, they score a lot. Uh, they do. You know scores a lot, but apparently, as of
0: now. Gonzaga,
1: Gonzaga more scored. Than Sanford.
0: Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Samford is fifteenth, by the way. Oh, okay. They, uh, they're at eighty-six point nine, which is still pretty good. I, I guess that I guess the one game I saw because I saw one game that they scored like hundred and seventy points or like something ridiculous like that. I guess that was just just an exhibition game that didn't count oh. on their schedule.
1: <laughs>
0: oh boy. Yeah. Now, now I got. Now I have to look that up again because. <laughs> I yeah, wonder honestly, if I'm,
1: I'm curious on now. their thing.
0: Yeah, exhibition game. Yep, against Greenville University, they won 174 to 99. Pretty, pretty, pretty good game. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I'd say 174 uh, points is uh, is quite okay. Yeah. They had. I could literally
1: just like hear the press conference like afterwards, uh, Coach. How'd you guys? You know, uh, would you guys? Would you like today? Thought we executed pretty well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they scored 99 points in the first half yeah yeah that's um
0: that's pretty good that's (laughs) that's that's pretty good oh god i watched part i i did like i saw it was 99 at halftime like i'm just gonna watch like 10 minutes of this game just out of morbid curiosity (laughs) and they like they'd get the rebound and it'd be like six seconds taking a shot, not even.
1: Oh my god! And
0: it, and it would always be a three. Like they weren't shooting twos; it was threes only. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy! Oh boy, yeah, it was interesting. So yeah, no kidding. Sounds like it. Shout out to Bucky Ball. Shout out Bucky McMillan. That's a great name for a head coach. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so. Fun times in the – they're in the SOCON. Fun times in the SOCON. Yeah, no doubt. Um, no doubt. So, we'll move on. So, we'll move – we can move on to predictions now. If yeah, I was you, about to uh, say. If you didn't have anything else.
1: No, I don't think so. Oscar
0: Shibwe, uh left West Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Got forgot about that. Tough loss for uh, – that's tough for them. Um, He was a big – he was Big 12 All-Freshman last year. He was having a great uh, start to the year. Now, it, it – from – what I saw that Bob Huggins uh, said, it doesn't sound like he will be back. Hmm. So it seems like his career at West Virginia has come to an end. So I missed that when we were talking about the Big 12.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely a big loss for them. Something to monitor, especially
0: in their next couple of games. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. We'll start tonight. Let's start tonight.
1: Oh, man.
0: 7.30. 7.30 tonight in about a half hour. Um, i'm sure most of you will be listening after uh this game happens but um uh, northwestern michigan um i'm ruling the wolverines I, I think they they're one of the handful of now undefeated teams left in the country they're eight and o um they're the only undefeated team uh overall in the big ten so i'm gonna go with that i think I... they uh stay undefeated here go to nine and you know, I'm going to get a little crazy. I'm
1: going to say Northwestern. I like Northwestern to bounce back. Or, I well, I think fair. they already did bounce back, but <laughs> either way, <laughs> I like Northwestern.
0: Um, I feel like we're just, like, doing every Big Ten game now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, Rutgers-Michigan um, State. Hmm. Rutgers struggles on the road. I think they will continue to do that. Uh, Michigan State, Michigan State is one and three in a yeah. Big Ten play. But I, I know, think they I get that second it, yeah. win. I'm going the Spartans.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with yeah, I'll roll with the Spartans as well. I think that uh I think that they'll they'll, they'll, they'll get going. I think they can they they have they have all the talent in the world, and I think they'll be okay. I think this 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 kind of a win here could spark something. Right. Uh we'll
0: move on to jump all the way to saturday i think we can do that let's jump yes. all the way to saturday and go texas west virginia that's the big one in the big 12 next saturday
1: uh i mean you just mentioned it um you know west virginia they they could be hurting um you know right a, a, no pun intended but a pretty big loss uh i i will roll with texas i think texas stays hot
0: yeah I I I will go. Uh, I'll go that way too. And then do one more. We can do. Let's let's keep it Saturday. Let's go LSU and Missouri.
1: Oh, a little a little fun one in the SEC. Um, I I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna take the Tiger. <laughs> can't lose. You can't lose oh goodness you can't lose it if you take the tigers oh god all right i realistically i'm gonna i'm gonna take missouri all yeah right.
0: i'm gonna go that too but you know
1: if the tigers
0: win that's okay yeah right exactly <laughs> exactly oh so. all right well we can uh on that note go tigers there yeah. go tigers go tigers at orgeron uh <laughs> so that will be it for this week's episode of the Talk and Smack podcast, once again, thank you for listening to our first episode of 2021. Oh man, I forgot to uh, I forgot to mention that at the beginning. Yeah, first episode of 2021. So that'll do it. My name, Bills. my name, go Bills. Yeah, go Bills. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, go Bills. Um, Fire Adam I'm, ro- <laughs> I'm rooting for them in the hey hey. The Jets are the Jets went two and fourteen. Uh, not great for me. Yeah, uh, but the, you know I'm the good still, news is
1: Adam GaSe is probably out the door.
0: I I would assume so. He hasn't. Uh, I've been waiting on the uh, Schefter tweet since about four thirty this afternoon. It hasn't come down yet. <laughs> but um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it will soon. I'm probably tomorrow. Yeah, I would think. But, probably. Um, late tonight, early tomorrow morning. We that would be see.
1: yeah. That would be ideal. <laughs>
0: so All right. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Good night.